Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. We want you to get your Bible and something to make some notes with and put everything else on hold and pause and come on into the classroom. We've saved you a seat right up here in the front. Give this your full attention and the Spirit of God will speak to you and quicken you and begin to strengthen you. Now, when your spirit gets stronger, problems don't look so big. When your faith gets greater, then the need looks smaller and smaller. That's the way it works, which is why it's good and right to magnify the Lord, not the problem. Don't magnify the problem. Most people are magnifying the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, they just keep talking about it. They just keep talking about how bad it is, how hopeless it is, how helpless they are, how mean somebody was to them. That's magnifying the problem, magnifying the need, magnifying the, the deficiency. Don't do that. It'll, it'll just get worse if you do that. Stop doing that now. Uh, go ahead and say it out loud. I'm stopping now, I'm stopping now. from magnifying the problem. Uh, if you already know what it is, that's it. You don't need to talk about it anymore. You're not pretending it doesn't exist. You're not pretending it's not there, but it's not going to help to keep rehashing. Uh, the enemy, um, <clears throat> he does his best to get you to looping. Looping. <laughs> you know how you can put an audio file in a loop or a <clears throat> video file in a loop. What does that mean? It'll play it and it'll do the same thing over and then do the same thing over. Well, he wants you doing that on the problem, just replaying what they said to you that hurt your feelings so bad and hear it again and hear it again because that allows him to jab you with it every time you hear it again and it's you being dumb. It is. Why, if it hurt you the first time, why replay it another 500 times? <laughs> you should go, ouch, ouch, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> right? Push it aside and you can focus on something else. You can forgive them, you can release it, and you can move on. Somebody say, I'm moving on, I'm moving on. You know, one of the most frustrating things for the devil is that you won't cling to the past. You will move on. That's one of the most frustrating things to him because he has sometimes gone to, he and his cohorts have gone to a lot of prep and work and effort to ingrain you and, and uh, entangle you in that problem. And if you're the kind of believer that you just say, no, I refuse to look at that, forgetting those things that are behind. I press toward the mark for the prize. I mean, you can almost see your faith cape flying in the wind. You're just, I'm pressing on. <laughs> the Spirit of God will just come up in you and encourage you and strengthen you. You know, Ecclesiastes said, don't say, what is the cause? What's the reason that the former days are better than these? The Bible said, don't say that. 
Quit talking about how bad it is now and how it used to be so great back in the, the good old days. Well, people tend to romanticize the good old days, don't they? I mean, you know, you think about uh, the first generation of Israelites that God delivered out of Egyptian bondage. At one point, they were murmuring against Moses and Aaron and God saying, we are so fed up and tired from this manna. I mean, it's manna flakes in the morning. It's manna soup at noon. It's manna cakes when the sun goes down. Manna, manna, manna. We are fed up with manna. Uh, back in Egypt, we had watermelons. Whoo, back in Egypt, we had cute. Back in Egypt, you were a slave, dummy. Come on. God has delivered you. Right over there is the promised land. Just get it together, hang on a little bit longer, and you can be in the land that flows with milk and honey. But how many know it was a big problem that they kept looking back, wasn't it? At one point, you know, uh, Moses was on the mountain longer than they thought he should be. And so they decided, let's put together some things and a leader to take us back to Egypt. You know, the Lord got them out of Egypt, but he never got Egypt out of them. Can you see that? They kept wanting to go back, wanting to go back, wanting to go back. They kept dwelling on the past and on the past. And that's why most of them, all except Joshua and Caleb and the younger generation, they didn't make it to the promised land. They, they, they wasted their time out there in the desert and they died young and they died wrong. Can you see that? That's what looking back will get you. That's what holding on to the past will do for you. Jesus even quotes about Lot's wife. And he says, remember Lot's wife. Anybody know what happened with Lot's wife? The Lord was endeavoring to save them from the doom and destruction that was coming on those cities that they were living in. And he warned, the angel warned them, don't look back. Head this way toward this thing, this mountain, and do not look back. Well, they were getting out of there, and Lot's wife turned around and looked back and was frozen in time, becoming a pillar of salt, the scripture said. What's so symbolic? Now, that literally happened. That's what the Bible said. But then it also represents a bunch of things. What does this represent? That when you look back, that's the end of your forward progress. You look back, you go back. Can you see that? Well, what, what was the problem with her looking back? She wanted to stay in Sodom and Gomorrah. She wanted to live there. She, she didn't want to leave there. She wanted it so much that its destruction overtook her as well because she didn't get separated enough from it. Well, you look back, you stay back, you go back. If you want to go forward, you got to quit looking back. You want to go forward, right? You got to look forward. Is that right? I mean, this is true driving a car, right? How many understand? If you're going down the road 80 miles an hour and you're doing this, it ain't going to be long. You ain't moving forward, is that right? Any longer. No, moving forward, you need to be looking forward. Is that right? With your foot on the pedal, now you're going to go somewhere. And you see where you're going, you're going to go where you're seeing. And the scripture talks about that. 
uh, that we become what we behold. Look in 1 Corinthians 3 while we're talking about this. It'll, it, it'll bear taking some time. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, reveals this amazing principle. The Spirit of God, hallelujah, changes us and creates in us the amazing things that the, the Master in Redemption has purchased for us. Uh, I want us to do it a little bit differently. Just close your eyes and act on what we've already talked about first. Say it out loud. I refuse, I refuse the problems of the past, the problems of the past. And, I and I choose not to dwell on them, not to dwell on them anymore. anymore. They're, gone. They're gone. They've already happened. They're not in the present. They're not in the future. They're in the past. I turn loose of them. I separate myself from them. And I'm moving on. Hallelujah. In Jesus. Hallelujah. This passage that we're talking about, the scripture said, as you behold, like in a glass or a mirror, the glory of God, you are changed into the same image that you're looking at from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. Hallelujah. You become what you behold. You become what you meditate on. So important. Um, the scripture warns us about ungodly associations. You remember that? The scripture says, He that walks with wise shall be wise. A companion of fools will be destroyed. Doesn't matter who you hang with. Does it? And the scripture says, you know, uh, that a, a wrong uh, association will corrupt good manners, 1 Corinthians said. What does that mean? It, it corrupts a, a, a godly perspective and a godly uh, lifestyle. Uh, if you spend a lot of time around somebody or a group of people, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to become more like them are they going to become more like you? Right? And if you see that they're not coming your way, then it is not going to work for you to just indefinitely hang out with them without you being affected by them. Everybody likes to think, well, no, no, I'm saved now. I'm strong. It, it, it won't bother me. It will bother you because you're making a wrong choice to associate with the wrong thing. Doesn't mean you don't love them. Doesn't mean you don't care about them. Doesn't mean you don't pray for them. And those kind of things. But you cannot just hang out with people. Doing ungodly things. Saying, thinking, ungodly ways. Day in, day out. Week after week. Without that affecting you. And the problem is. It affects you. In sometimes small increments. And it affects you 
and it's a cumulative thing over a period of time. You don't, you don't realize, but you know, you keep hearing. Have you ever noticed if you hear a phrase or hear a word or words a bunch of times, you find yourself saying it? You said it, and then you may think, oh, I don't need to say that. Well, why are you wanting to say it? Why, why is it coming to your thinking? Because you have heard it so much. And the only way to stop that is to quit being around that, quit hearing that, quit seeing that. So what we want to do is not just meditate on the past, not just meditate on the problem and magnify it. We want to hear what the Lord said he has done for us. And we want to hear it and see it and talk about it and shout about it and celebrate it until it fills our thinking. In a lot of ways, our spirits are like sponges. It soaks up. You, you'll see this so clearly with little ones. Little ones, you know, two, three, four years old, it's amazing what they learn, isn't it? They come into the world knowing nothing, <laughs> right? They don't know anything. And in just a couple of years, they have learned all this stuff. And in four years, you know, they use phrases. And you think, where did they get that? You know, well, <laughs> they heard mama say it. They, they saw daddy say it. They, uh, our big brother, or, right? They are like a sponge, they're just so good, which is why you don't want them just watching every bad thing on TV, right? And, or on the internet or all this stuff. Well, spiritually speaking, we're, we're little children too. And, and that's what's happening with us. And if you're full enough of the Word of God, like a sponge, what happens when a sponge that is full of water gets pressed? Water comes out. Is that right? Why? Whatever it's full of. I mean, if it's full of vinegar, vinegar comes out, right? If it's full of Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid comes out. Whatever it's full of, well, that's the way uh, we are, whether we realize it or not. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever you're full of is going to come out of your mouth, especially under pressure. And that's why you'll see a lot of people... Uh, too many people, including church-going people, when something really rough happens and a bunch of pressure comes, you'll hear a bunch of uh, expletives come out of their mouth. You'll, you'll hear a bunch of cuss words. Then they'll go, oh, 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 sorry I said that. That ain't the problem that you said it. The problem is that when you got pushed, that's what came out. Right? <laughs> what does that mean? It means you've been around the wrong thing. You've been here. How many understand? If you hear one 30-minute message a week, and of course you come to our church, you're gonna hear more than that. <laughs> no, the class said, oh, that's right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give you the full measure. But you know, okay, an hour. You know, you hear an hour a message, but how many understand the rest of the week you're hearing junk? Is that one hour? going to overpower all of that? No, that's not what you're going to be full of. That'll be in you somewhere, but it's a very small percentage of what's in you because that's not mostly what you're hearing, seeing, feeding on, thinking on. 
Uh, that's why Jesus, excuse me, the, the, the Lord told uh, Joshua, which is also the same name of Jesus in, in, the, in the Greek, but he told Joshua the keys to success. He said, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate in it night and day. Come on, did you hear that? You will meditate in it night and day that you may observe to do it. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Well, why? Why would that be true? Because if you do that, you're going to get full of it. Right? And when you're full of it, it's going to push other stuff out of you by the law of displacement. And when pressure comes against you, that's what's going to come out. Hmm? I know uh, some years ago, I was ministering to a, a lady who had been in the mental institution uh, multiple times over the past several years. And she was having, had had terrible, terrible problems. And, and um, I was endeavoring to see what I could do to help her. And the Lord prompted me with that passage in Joshua about meditating the word night and day. So I began to talk to her about that. She interrupted me and she said, you can't do that. You can't think about uh, the word of God and God's things night and day. And she only said what a lot of people think. But uh, how many know the Lord wouldn't have told you to do it if you can't do it? He wouldn't have told you to do it. So just him telling you to do it means you can. But when she said that, just like that, the Spirit of God helped me. I said, no, dear. I said, you're already thinking about something night and day. Right? It's not a matter that you can't think of. You're already thinking about something. And I said, with all the problems you've had in your mind, it's obvious you're thinking about the wrong thing. We're talking about just changing what you're thinking about. Because what the scriptures say? Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Romans 8 says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Whereas to be carnally minded is death. Does it matter what you think about? What you're hearing all the time? what you're seeing all the time. It does because that's what gets in you and that's what affects you. We want to feed on the Word. That's why we have faith school, right? And it's not the only time that you should feed on the Word. You, uh, you should be involved in a good church. I said you should be. And thank God for the Internet and for uh, things that you can get at home, but you can't serve uh, at home. You can't participate and give your time and be involved and you can't fellowship directly with people like you need to only staying at home. So there's a place where you fit. Don't quit until you find where you fit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Keep looking. Uh, visit places. Visit them again. And uh, remember, uh, if you found the perfect church with perfect people, you'd mess it up when you joined it. So <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, all of us are in the process of growing and developing. And so uh, you stay around any group long enough, you're going to see people make some mistakes and do some things. And um, if you'll be merciful with them, they'll be merciful with you. But you want to be around people that are faith friends, right? Faith buddies, 
We talk about that in, in, in our churches, at Faith Life Church, um, that you need faith friends. You need faith buddies because, you know, maybe one week uh, you're, re- you're doing real strong and, man, you're just uh, overcoming the world and you got the victory and, and, and your friend is, is uh, feeling a little bit low and, and feeling a little bit weak. And they need to be able to call you and say, uh, not make bad confessions, but just call you or, uh, and say, hey, um, tell me again how healed I am. <laughs> right? And, and you don't ask them a hundred times, but how do you feel? How do you really feel? <laughs> they don't need that. You tell them again in faith, words of faith, words of confidence, words of victory, the truth. Hallelujah. And then maybe, you know, at a different time, they can return the favor. You can tell them, you say, you know, tell me again how prosperous I am. Tell me again how, how I live in abundance. And they go, whoo, prosperous? You're so prosperous? The prosperous people call you prosperous. And they begin to give you some scriptures and give you a good testimony. And by the time you're through talking with them, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Get out the way, devil. I'm coming through. It matters who you hang with. It matters who you're around. It matters who you listen to. And you don't have to sit and listen, whether it's FaceTime or in person or on the phone, or you don't have to sit there and listen somebody talking unbelief and fear to you for two hours. You do not, you should not. And especially when you are, have been attacked in that area, you cannot afford it. Come on, can you see that, Clay? You, you cannot. And it's not being mean, it's not being rude to tell somebody, look, no. I don't, want to talk, I don't want to talk that. You know, let, let's change the subject. And a lot of times people don't even realize it. In two minutes, they're back on it again. And you have to say, no, now, if you're going to keep doing that, I'm hanging up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they don't know any better, you need to help them. And a lot of people don't know any better. But does it matter what we listen to? Yes. What we see? Jesus said, take heed what you hear. And take heed how you hear. God's words are like no other words. God's words are living. They are healing. They are wisdom. They are light. Hallelujah. And so get your Bible, uh, you know, and and go to a Bible preaching church and, and go to Bible preaching meetings and and faith school and things like that. And, and when you do, for those, like we say, put everything else on, on hold and on pause and just say, Lord, I am drinking in these words of life. I am receiving. There's no resistance from me. I'm receiving uh, completely your healing words, your delivering words, your empowering words. Come on, somebody say, I'm receiving. I'm I'm receiving. I'm receiving. Go to 1 Thessalonians. We won't look anymore at that place there, but 1 Thessalonians and the second chapter, verse 13, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. He said, For this cause we thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, 
You received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works also in you that believes. We'll see more about this perhaps later, but the scripture says in Hebrews that the gospel preached to those people at that time did not benefit them. It did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. And can you notice this? He's telling them that the word of God works, it was working effectually. It was accomplishing things in their lives. And he said, the reason it is, is because when I preached these words to you and I ministered them to you, you didn't say, well, that's what Paul thinks. You know, Paul studied and got some, some revelation. No, no, you didn't receive it, he, he was saying, as my words. You didn't receive it as the words of a man, but you received it as the word of God. Is this in line with what Jesus said, take heed how you hear it? Huh? For what measure you meet to it, that's how it'll be measured back to you again. That's why there are people who hear good anointed teaching and preaching and they get nothing out of it. Nothing. They're bored and want to get out of church quick as they can. They get nothing. And other people might be sitting right beside them. <laughs> huh? Same pew, same row, and get a, a miraculous healing. Oh, can you see that? Get delivered from something that's been bothering them emotionally half their life. Get direction and light. Hallelujah. Why? Because one didn't respect that word, didn't give it the place in their life. They didn't, how they heard it was wrong. And the other one said, Who's going to be good today? <laughs> Who's going to be good today? And no matter who's preaching. Right? No, no matter who's preaching, why? Because around here we preach the Bible. So if anybody opens a Bible and starts reading the Bible and starts talking about the Bible, I'm going to get something. Amen. Is that right? Yes. Come on, is that you? Yes. I'm going to get something. Why? It's the Word of God. And if I will receive it as it is in truth, the Word of God. What does the rest of that verse say? It will work mm, effectively, energetically, Operating by the power of God. Somebody say, I receive the Word of God. I receive the Word of God. As the Word of God. As the Word of God. And it's working in me. It's working in me. Energetically. Powerfully. Effectively. God's Word is working in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it is. And it is. And our time's up again for today. Sit out loud, I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith. I, come on, say it again. I'm strong in faith. Oh, I believe it. Giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 
941-702-7390.